0: All right. Welcome. Awesome. Hey. We Devoted dish. I'm going to get it right. Episode number seven.
1: Yeah. We're on a streak here, Laura. We got a lot going for us. This is awesome. I know. And
0: we've got like this one's exciting. And then I think our next one. Should, are we gonna release today what our next one's gonna be
1: i feel like maybe we should close no, gonna... that so that we can pe- have people listen to this one and then we can like tease it at the end
0: oh yeah no that <laughs> sounds good now everyone's gonna have to listen to the whole episode Just stay to-
1: tuned <laughs> to know yeah there's All more. Right,
0: well before we talk about what we're going to talk about mm-hmm. let's dance it out well nope that's not the button i want to hit this is the button i want to hit
1: We got the disco oh. It's a party, it's like a real party. <laughs> We
0: have some drinks on the deal? No <laughs> I mean, even iced tea. We could do some iced tea. Oh, still I love right. it. <laughs> I'm
1: telling you, Laura. Every time we do these, the dancing game just gets better and better. Christy, yeah, bringing out the party lights. Someone's gonna part. have
2: to one up the disco ball. Like someone's gonna. I mean, have you can't. To... You can't top an event planner when, <laughs> when doing events. When it comes to <laughs> dancing. When it comes to- so <laughs> true. When it comes yeah. to having disco balls in your in your your uh, native inventory behind you. Yeah,
0: I love I love the signs behind you. Wine, wine. wine.
2: <laughs> what is all that? Good stuff. Yeah, I maybe know. I should change them. I'm realizing I think they're all alcohol related. <laughs> <laughs> so wine, wine, alcohol,
0: and disco, and disco balls. balls. <laughs> mm-hmm. But That's I have small children, so it's handsome. accepted. I' <laughs> like crafting stuff back there, too. I'm a little jealous of her crafting. Yeah. Um,
1: all right. What are we dishing about today, Stephanie? Um, we're going to dish about events and local events and partnering with community um, community partners and how to make them successful. But before we do, you guys, do you know what today is?
0: Groundhog's Day.
1: <laughs> it's Groundhog Day. How'd <laughs> you know? Because we're yeah, in our I own
0: know. Groundhog's Day. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> And you guys, Punxsutawney Phil predicted an early spring this year, which is very exciting.
0: Does that mean, I I always forget, because I knew he predicted early spring, but does that mean he saw his shadow or did not see his shadow?
1: Did not see his shadow, because if he sees his shadow, he gets scared and he goes back in
2: (laughs) for another six weeks. How fun. Mm. Yeah. Unlike my son, who is always around looking for his shadow. (laughs) Is he shadow? (laughs) Where are you? (laughs) We're like chasing it. Is it running in little circles trying to chase the shadow? And then he'll move out of the light, right? And then doesn't see it. And it's like, oh, no. Oh, no.
0: (laughs) Well, early spring, good news for you, Stephanie. Maybe it won't be negative 17 degrees when you wake up tomorrow.
1: (laughs) That is cool. Although, you guys, I will say this whole week, we've been in the 60s, like this entire week, which has been so great.
0: That's great. That is Christy and my is like
2: low. But we'll we'll take (laughs) that. (laughs) I'm like that's like should we get our winter jackets out? Those are those are like our two days of winter we have here. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Okay, so since we've started this, let's do an intro. We've got Christy, yeah. our guest this week, joining. And Laura, I know you were going to do just a little maybe quick intro.
0: Yeah, on- I'm going to give this my best shot at an intro. But um, I have known Christy for a very long time. But Christy at Devoted has been here for almost four years. So she's got some great experience in the event planning arena when it comes to Medicare Advantage and working with Devoted. Uh, and a lot of people actually come to Christy with questions. I go to Christy with questions when it comes to best practices practices. practices and, and hosting those events. Um, But Chrissy outside of that actually has a lot of good event planning, including planning my wedding, which was like, you know, I'm going to say the best wedding uh, <laughs> and um, my engagement parties and bachelorette parties and all that mm-hmm. other stuff, baby showers. Um, so Christy has, has definitely got uh, some event planning in her background. She's done wedding planning, event planning, all of those fun things. Uh, and and um, Christy, I don't know if you want to say anything else about your planning <laughs> about events.
2: <laughs> sure. I would just add that um, the three years prior to working with Devoted, I ran a home daycare um, until my daughter went to school, so I did all the crafts and events with the toddlers, and transitioning into doing those for seniors. That's awesome, yeah.
0: And uh, and as you can see, she's even got the the crafting and and everything oh, right there behind so her. So much stuff.
2: A bunch of stuff. I think
0: that's only like one. That's only the stuff thing you can of- see,
2: yeah. <laughs> of everything that yeah. you actually have. If, if only Florida houses had basements, I, man, I could fill that up.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. So, um, yeah, do we have some questions for Chrissy? Oh, and like I was also going to say is this does come at great timing because I know mm. – based off of the last post-AEP results, I was reading some of the comments from, uh, from from our agents about wanting to learn more about how to host events and how to and not just host them, but make them successful and work with our community partners. So I think this comes at a really good time of us mm-hmm. having that survey and reading those survey results. We are doing that. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. definitely agree. And I think um, from some of those comments too, it was how can they partner with Devoted as well? So I will throw in some nuggets in there as well as kind of how we can partner with brokers specifically. Um, but to kick things off, Christy, let's just talk a little high level about what types of events do you find to be most successful for brokers um, in the space that you've been working in in the last few years?
2: Um, I would say I found that organizing events in and the prospects communities where they live and bringing the events to them has been more effective than expecting them to drive to a remote location. Um, our fresh produce markets where we just bring in fresh vegetables or fresh fruit or both, those have been very well received by communities and have drawn um, probably the most attendance out of all our other events. Um, I will say, so first though, it's important to conduct a needs analysis, which you know agents know, about that type of thing with the community manager to kind of determine whether their residents require resources like the produce or free cleaning supplies or laundry supplies, um, or if they're just more interested in hosting some fun events, like um, we can do sip and paints or ice cream trucks are very popular and of course arts and crafts. So really, I just think the big thing is Finding a way to actually bring it to them. Um, even we've done events, you know, at providers' offices where they've sent thousands and thousands of mailers out, and still the, the events that you get more at are within their actual communities.
1: And you started talking a little bit about that with the needs analysis of getting things started. Obviously there are a lot of moving parts when it comes to planning events. And so talk to us a little bit about what that process looks like. How can they be organized? How can they coordinate these planned events and make sure that they go off without
2: a hitch? (laughs) Um, So I generally reach out to the communities and um, location managers to schedule dates and event types. I would encourage the brokers to do the same. They are driving around a lot, you know, as we all do, and if you see a place that looks like maybe might work for you, then I would suggest just popping in. I like to keep little, you know, goodie bags in my car and some information in case the manager or the event coordinator is not on property that day so that way they can reach back out to me. Um so really just just Getting in there um, is is your biggest hurdle, and uh, once you do that, sorry, <clears throat> ooh, once you do that, um, if I would reach out and look for brokers or agents that I think would be a good fit for that community that that have shown interest in growing their devoted business and if it's their first time hosting an event or if it's a new location to us I will always try to join them and guide them through the process and make it a little jazzier you know and then after that I make no I made a lot of notes and tests on my calendar to remind me to order whatever supplies they might need. (laughs) I have really streamlined the process since when I first started initially. I used to go to the dollar store every single time I needed cleaning supplies or, you know, Walmart every time I needed produce or any of those things. It was for every event. I have since made it much more efficient (laughs) by just kind of shipping produce right to the agent or, you know, mailing arts and crafts supplies, all that kind of stuff I'll send to them just the night before the event and of course that gives us a little cushion in case not everything is delivered as expected as you may know happens every once in a while um so really just just getting in getting you know your boots on the ground and and finding these locations is your first step or of course reaching out to somebody like me i often have a lot of events that are available and i'm always looking for agents to to help me with those as well so all those things but i can certainly be a lot of help all of the COSs um throughout the nation can do the same thing those was, people and then start I, to collaborate <laughs> and laura i saw you went off
1: mute as well but chrissy i'm so glad you brought that up because i think we did a great job of introducing you yes. but not necessarily the role so i think that was so great to mention the cos and the role that yes. the cos plays and that every state has their own and their markets have their own so another great resource to connect with
0: yeah and i think yeah absolutely A good starting point too, to get in contact with your COS. Uh, You all should have that broker contact list, um, which is available in your broker manual or in the agent portal. So go to that broker contact list. You can find your local broker manager or sales director or sales manager. You can give them a call or email them. Either one is fine. Whatever you feel comfortable with, text them. And uh, just, you can ask to connect with the local community outreach specialist. Um, I I also wanted to ask uh, just uh, on one of the things there you had mentioned. I think it is really important. You talked about who to talk to when you go into these community partners. So, but you said it kind of quick. So, just to verify, like who do you ask to talk to when you go into these um, community partners?
2: I will generally ask for just who either, well, I'll say the community manager or whoever is in charge of planning your activities calendar and um, try and meet up with those people. But also, let's not forget. The people who are at the desk, all the other people there—they, you know, the gatekeepers—they also have some leeway in what happens in the building. So let's make sure that we're treating everybody as important <laughs> as the person who plans the event calendar.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a really um, great point. Uh, I, I'm not going to put you on the spot to role play, but like you know, if you were to talk to a front desk person, <laughs> um, what might you just say to kind of
2: open up that gate a little bit? I will lead more towards what kind of things we can offer them, what kind of resources and those types of things, as opposed to saying, you know, we sell Medicare, we do this, blah, blah, blah. Um, So I think if if you bring it to them as a way that you can just be a resource for them and supply things for their residents or help their residents. And in the interim, I say that I will also have an agent there. So if anybody needs help, with their Medicare or possibly Medicaid, they can do that as well. So it's a a full rounded event that can supply a lot of different things. And then also, we always partner with a provider on our events as well, or at least we try to. So not only does that mean we can bring a lot more stuff because we're splitting the cost 50-50 with those providers, but it's also helping the brokers and those growth managers in the provider to start a relationship. You know, They build a relationship together and then you can get more events that way as well once you start working with the right people. But then we're also even providing another resource to the community when we go out there. <laughs> I love that. I think it's. I mean, that's that's really what we all want to do. I think in this
0: space, in this Medicare space, is um, yes, help people to get the right health insurance plan, but also just help our communities. Um, and so mm-hmm. I think leading with that piece <laughs> of it—that you're you're just wanting to help them and bring something to them—I I think is really
2: important. Yeah, I'll say um, today, actually, I was very excited. I got into a new community that nobody has ever been in. They have been a hard pass, anti, they're too worried about pushy salesmanship and whatnot. So we had some long conversations and I promised we wouldn't be pushy. I promised that we were really there to meet you know, new faces and help supply whatever they need, but also our plans may actually help a lot of people as well. So we want to make sure that they have that information in case they have something that they're missing out on. That's amazing. What is going to be your first event at this new location? It's fresh produce. <laughs> All right.
0: That's a, that's a hot, hot one for you. It is. Yeah. What's your favorite event, but it seems like fresh produce seems to be the not just your favorite event, but probably um, the community's favorite events.
2: Yeah, I would say not my favorite event. <laughs> <laughs> I like the paint and sips and the crafting, you know, um, but it definitely is one of the most popular. And, and, and when agents go to these communities, if they're just stopping in without me and they want to try and get involved in a community, they can just use us as a resource and offer the things that we can offer. So I think that would be helpful too if think of that.
0: What are some um, items you bring to a fresh produce event?
1: Thank
2: you. I was just
0: going to
1: say, for those of us who do not know what a fresh produce event is, <laughs> give me what the details
2: are. I like to stick with like the heartier bagged items, you know, like potatoes, apples, oranges, bananas, peppers, those types of things. Not only do they transport a little bit better, you get a little bit more bang for your buck. And if you happen to work an event that nobody shows up for, which can happen, or, you know, only five people show up, then you can have another day to use that leftover produce for another event, you know, so I like to just stick with those like heartier items. (laughs) Um, What is an item that you would
0: highly recommend against bringing like something that you've been like, oops, learn that lesson? (laughs)
2: Um, I, well, I, I didn't learn my lesson, but tomatoes, I would say hard pass. (laughs) Nobody. And I, I actually just found, it's really gross. I just found like a squashed mandarin under my table in the back of my car. all like moldy and who knows how long it's been there. It was disgusting, but sometimes I have like things roll out and I'll just like randomly find a potato one
0: day. You're like, there's that mystery smell.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anytime there's a weird smell, I'm like, all right, when's the last time I had a produce event? <laughs> I will say I do love the laundry supply giveaways for that reason, because if you do have leftover, not only can you reuse them anytime down the road, but yes, they smell much lovelier when kept in your car for a week.
0: <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to do a little plug here, too. When we talk about these events, um, best practices for them to register them as a sales event, right? An informal sales event. Uh, mm-hmm. And that way not only are we you know again supplying the materials for the community but we can bring benefit information and talk about benefits at those events with the con- the, the beneficiaries that are that are joining
2: yeah, for sure. And I have agents that um, kind of plan events with provider groups and then invite me along. And a lot of them actually don't know until I get their details and they're, they're providing this meal and whatnot. And I find out a lot of them don't know that that means it needs to be marked as educational and they cannot actually speak to anything plan specific. So there is still some learning out there going on. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I think that's a really good reminder there. If anything involves <laughs> a meal,
0: um, it's got to be set as that educational. Thanks for being my little, like, training compliance check. Yes, Giant. <laughs> <Science. laughs>
1: got it.
2: <laughs> this is
1: perfect. This is perfect. Okay, so now that we're talking through the process of how to plan the events and organize them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: what? how do we drive attendance? How do we get people to join and actually show up? So I know we went through all the process of all the work of getting everything pulled together. So what, what are your tips and
2: tricks on getting people to attend? Grassroots, grassroots, grassroots. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I would find physically dropping flyers off at locations, however more time consuming it may be, will make a difference in how many attendees you get at your events. And also as part of like my needs analysis originally with the community manager, one thing that I will ask is how will the events be promoted? You know, do they do community newsletters and calendars? Do they post flyers up around the community? Um, So that's one thing, It, it can make or break your event. Unfortunately, not all community managers are alike. And some of them are really involved with their residents and they walk around a lot and they talk to them and they'll call them the day before events and they'll text them and get some attendance for you and there are some locations that they really just don't do that so if they say they don't do anything like that then i would follow up with like well are we around allowed to bring you know flyers in and maybe post them in the elevators or or something of that nature that we would be allowed to do um and and that will that will certainly make a difference but they can really they can really make or break you those <laughs> those community managers and really uh sometimes you know events are trial by error especially when you're in new locations sometimes it really just takes them getting used to you being there to grow the attendance and sometimes it doesn't work or sometimes just try a different type of event you know if you went in there with bingo and you got a ton of people but you went in there 2 weeks later with produce and you got three people well you know what type of crowd you know you're working with in that community so really much to do with that needs analysis you'll find out that information ahead of time which way you would want to handle it and how it would best suit you to drive attendance to that event And and again, most of them are in these 55 plus communities. So you're really just bringing flyers there. Uh, If you're doing something at like a senior center, then I would grassroots, grassroots, grassroots. (laughs) I would drop flyers off to any of the, you know, the surrounding 55 plus buildings and places like that. And that that will get you some people. And I'll, um, I'll,
0: I'll add a little plug here too, for those flyers, you can order those flyers right on our marketing storefront. We have over 50 plus images and 50 plus different types of events that you can choose from that you could put onto that um, flyer. So that way you're making sure the um, flyers that you're using are already uh, marketing approved and CMS. Yes.
2: Or you can reach out to your community outreach or COS and ask them to do it for you.
0: (laughs) That's true. Yeah.
1: You guys can help
2: them. Yep. Yep. All about the
1: relationships. No doubt. For sure. Um, so talk to us a little bit about the follow-up. So we planned the event, we got people to go to the event. What are some best practices on how to engage people who showed up to the event? How do we help foster that relationship after the event?
2: Helpful too, But I also want to bring up our, our scratch and wins. If nobody's heard of those, our scratch and win cards, they are, and I'm not biased at all, they are marketing genius. And it really helped not only draw people to your table, they also keep them engaged there for a bit. And it's a great way to capture more leads. I, I'm obsessed with the scratch and win. So I bow down to the marketing genius that created those. And literally everywhere I go, companies of all types always ask to take a picture of them to show them to their powers of be because they want the same thing. But so what they do is they do the scratch and win at the table. They can win a small prize, but also the back of the card enters them into our monthly raffle drawing. So they'll fill it out for that. And that also counts as your lead card. Of course, there's a little, you know, checkbox for consent to content contact. And those are really just a, an awesome way to capture a lot more leads at once. So if you have an event that you think that would be helpful for, if you have like a health fair or anything like that, you can always invite your community manager. And if we're available, we can go and we can bring those. And it makes it a whole. I have a bell that I ding anytime anybody wins, which also draws more attention to my table. Um, so I, I definitely believe in those wholeheartedly. And if you do get a chance to do an event, With your community manager um, i would suggest doing those as far as follow-up i mean they they certainly want to keep everybody's information you know they want to be able you if you go into our marketing portal you can do mailers if you once you have the funds so having all that information first following up with the people if it's somebody that isn't ready to move on yet or anything of that nature you can Still add them to your list down the road. Maybe they might change their mind. If you have their information on their birthdays, you know, I send them birthday cards or thank you cards. It was so nice to meet with you. Just wanted to reach out and let you know that I'm still here, you know, if you ever have any questions or want any help with your Medicare. So just just maintaining that relationship is going to go a long way even even doing community events you know there's there's so many different scams out there these days especially with medicare so a lot of people are nervous they're concerned i have met several people that are even just on original medicare that could have our dual plus plan you know and and here in our area it's 320 dollars food and home card a month and still will not switch because they're just too worried, you know, which is, it's so sad, but so fostering those relationships, even during your events, that's really what you're there for. You're not, you're not going to go into a building and everybody's going to see you for the first time. And they're going to be like, sure. Yeah. Let, let me enroll. Like that's that's hardly ever going to happen. So it's just continuing to go and continuing to build those relationships and then maintaining them by just fostering it I love that too.
0: Um, One of the things you mentioned there was just like ways to also even, and and I'm backing up a little bit here because we talked about like what to do after the event, but like during the event too, ways Mm -hmm. you brought people to your table was like the bell or the scratch and wins. Are there other like tips and tricks you could just give us on ways that people might actually come to your table rather than just walk by you?
2: Yes, I always bring um, cuties or or whatever they are. So I don't know if they're quite as popular in all the other states as they are in Florida. But I bring them to every event. I did one last week and I went through 10 bags within the first hour. <laughs> wow. But they do. And I, I tell you, Whoa. every single time that I bring them, at least five to 10 people will come up to me and thank me for bringing them because everybody else puts candy on their tables. So you know, and then I started every once in a while. If I have a bunch of bananas left over, then I'll I'll bring them to the health fair, or you know, just have those things out of your on on your table. Getting a little bit more creative does help. Even even doing just tabletops at retail spaces, you can get really creative with those. You're if you're at a place where you have to buy bags, well you know, keep buy, pre-buy some bags and keep them on your yeah. table. If you're at a place where you have to put a quarter in the shopping cart, which drives me crazy because I never have a quarter when I go there, <laughs> then, you know, keep a jar of quarters on your table and let, and let people do those. Just, just getting creative. We've, we've done dollar store tabletops where we've just given them a raffle ticket and they can pick one item, you know, in the store and, and we'll, we'll pay for that or pre-buying stuff from that store and putting it on your table Really, just out of the box thinking because there are a lot of people out there, you know, they their tabletops. So you you want to find a way where you stand out. But the the oranges, by far, everybody loves them, and I always get so many compliments. That's amazing.
1: I love that. Who doesn't love a little citrus? I know.
2: And they're so easy to open. Yeah, know, um, the little ones you just and it works for me because I'm so busy. I just survive on those all day. <laughs> What about,
0: um, what about music? Do you, um, think music oh, is yes.
2: like a hit? Yeah. I'm, I'm actually surprised that wasn't the first thing that came out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause it, it, it was the first thing that really, I just, I stood back when I first started and I'm like, why, why is it so quiet here? <laughs> like, I just can't having, I, I have to have the music there. I think it changes the atmosphere. And I kind of gear what music I'm playing, depending on what community I'm in. You know, do they seem like a classic rock plays? Do they seem like an R&B? You know, everybody loves Motown though. I found no matter what community you're in, <laughs> everybody loves the Motown. Um, but having that there, not only does it just make it, I feel like a more like, relaxed comfortable environment but also sometimes they'll like hang around and start dancing and stuff too especially if you put some salsa on (laughs) there you go i certainly have some communities that cannot stop moving when you put salsa on (laughs) but yeah i can't i find it so strange when you're just sitting there in this in this room this you know and they're not usually very pretty right you're just in this white walled room and it's just quiet So I, you got to amp it up a little bit and make it so people actually want to be with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so bring the vibe, Pun intended. Yeah, and not, not everybody has to bring the disco ball, but it'd be cooler <laughs> if you did.
1: But if
0: you do, <laughs> then you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, a
1: plus. <laughs> uh, what about time of year or time of day? Do you have any recommendations or lessons learned in days of the week that are best for events, times of the day that are best for events, times of the year that are best for events, just things like that, that brokers can walk away with today.
2: Yeah, I would say um, I generally try and schedule most of my events either at 11 o'clock or one o'clock. Some of them like it a little bit earlier. And Another thing to ask the community manager when you're doing your needs analysis, so before I schedule it, I usually ask them. They know their residents better. If they've had events before, they know that if you do it at 9 a.m., nobody's going to show up. Or you know, if you do it later, they're all going to be napping or eating dinner. So asking them for guidance in that area is usually where I would start. But we typically aim for 11 o'clock or 1 o'clock for our events, And on average, they generally go for an hour. I, I don't suggest... Scheduling anything longer than an hour and a half, usually after that, everything's kind of tapered off, and, and you're just kind of wasting your your last 30 minutes there. Sorry, <clears throat> right, but um, and then also I have been told by community managers for those lower income communities and whatnot, doing it towards the end of the year, um, if you're providing resources and that type of thing, it's always a lot more needed than it is at the first when when everyone's getting paid. Mm-hmm. And as far as like seasons and holidays go, those are great ways to get involved in communities. If you can find a community that has planned their own holiday event, which most of them do, and they'll let you sponsor in on that somehow, you know, by providing refreshments or raffle prizes or whatever it may be. Those events get way more attendance than anything that you're going to go into a community and plan yourself because they are going to promote it like crazy. So anytime you can latch on to something that they already have planned, you know, just when you're in those places, oh I always look around at their bulletin boards. Like what do they have on the schedule? Like what kind of stuff do they like and all that? Do they have some community planned events? And I'll look at those and say, ooh, that looks like something I might be able to bring flowers to or you know bring the ice cream truck to and see if they'll they'll let you help sponsor those types of events. And I guarantee you will get in front of a lot of people.
1: That's really good insight to
2: have. Yeah. Are you doing any Valentine's Day events? Yeah. I definitely have some arts and crafts and some uh, paint and sips with some hearts coming up. Uh, and then I think we've got like a sweetheart dance. <laughs> there's, yeah, I there's love a that. Of them.
0: <laughs> oh, that's mm-hmm. so sweet. That's so fun. Do you have um, any of your
2: Valentine's Day crafts that you want to hold up so we can see? Or none? Um, I would love to, but I, that's on my list of things to do. <laughs> <laughs> I still need to create a painting and I need to create a craft. So right, I'm, sure right, enough. I'm sure there's a it's task different. on my calendar for it. <laughs> I, I, live off, I live off calendar tasks. <laughs> there's a lot of juggling.
0: That's a, that's a good tip though, too. You know, again, just making sure it's all in your calendar too. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and usually if if I am inviting a broker to an event, I'm always gonna send them a calendar invite and I try to make those invites as detailed as possible, what they need to bring, you know, what time they're allowed in to set up and if we're co-sponsoring with a provider, what we're providing and what they are. So I, I do put all of that in the calendar invite. So there's no confusion and everybody knows at the, you know, out the gate like what is gonna be expected. <laughs> That's perfect.
0: So another good reason why to partner with your community outreach specialist too
2: in your market. That's right. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. Another nice little <laughs> nugget in there. That's yeah, good. we can we can be absolutely helpful and and can be a really good resource for you. Awesome, Laura. Do you have any
1: other questions? I've gone through the questions that I had. I don't, but I
0: feel like I definitely want to go to Chrissy's next paint and zip.
2: <laughs> Same. <laughs> Yeah, I sure. think, um, well, my next one downtown here is in March. So you'll have to wait for March unless you want to travel. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be. Maybe I'll, I'll just do a virtual devoted paint and sip. <laughs> I love that. I oh, yeah. love that. I, yeah. Well, why haven't we done that? <laughs> it'll just have to be BYOB. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that sounds so great. Christy, thank you so much for all of this. This was really wonderful information. Thanks and for I hope that. Brokers are walking away with some really tangible things of how to plan, how to connect with community partners, all of it. This was really, really helpful. Agree.
2: Yeah. And I don't remember, did you actually mention how they can request an event through the portal?
0: No, but good call. In the agent portal, mm-hmm. you can also request an event. So if instead of reaching directly out to your community outreach specialist, if you want to put your event right into the agent portal on the left-hand side, you'll see a little button that says events. You can go ahead and add your event in there. And the more details you put in there, the better. Uh, so that way it can go to our sales leaders to take a look at it and then have our community outreach specialists reach out to you for more information.
2: Yeah. So as soon as we receive it, we'll reach out to see if they actually need any devoted supplies or need any additional support and just make sure we have everything that that they meant to put in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: That's
2: a good, good plug.
1: Yeah, well,
0: okay. thank
2: you for having me.
1: Oh, you're not done yet?
0: Christy. Yeah, least, uh, I was like, I know I'm waiting for Stephanie Don't worry. To, like, Don't off worry. The
1: wall question. Oh, oh yes, yes. <laughs> we close every devoted episode with a random question that I come up with, and Laura has no idea what it's going to be, and neither does the guest. <laughs> so it has nothing to do with, well, it does actually this week. It does have something to do with what we talked about today. So since we talked about events, we talked about party planning, we talked about the power of the event, I want to know from your childhood, what was your favorite birthday party and why?
2: That's a tough one because I don't actually remember my childhood much. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was a friend's Um, birthday party. (laughs) Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, I would love to, I mean, I can make something up. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I do not remember like one childhood birthday party. What about when you were older college? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I had some good birthdays. <laughs> I would say my 30th birthday would have been my, my most favorite Ooh. birthday thus far. Was I a planned a, a cruise for my 30th Ooh. or my fifth anniversary of turning 25. I've. Finally, since stopped counting, everybody was getting very confused, <laughs> and then so was I. Wait, anyway, how old am I again? <laughs> that was by far my most favorite birthday, and That's probably amazing. partly why I can't remember any of my childhood ones. <laughs> <laughs> that one just
0: wiped all of them away.
2: Case in point. Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> so good. Um, Lauren, I thank you. think mine. Uh, I had like I had a couple good ones. I'd say probably one of my my favorite ones was at a pizza hut. Um, like we just had like a bunch of friends go to the pizza hut and, um, I, I don't know. I remember getting, uh, like little stickers at the pizza hut and they had a little mm-hmm. pinball machine and we just and, had a really and, good time. And how old were you?
2: I was probably like eight or nine, you know. In- that Was that back when they had like the buffet inside Pizza Hut and like the red plastic cups? <laughs> oh, you yes.
0: did have the salad buffet, but at that point I was just eating pizza mm-hmm. and breadsticks. Yeah. You know, I wasn't
1: <laughs> worried course. about the salad bar. <laughs> but the red cups were like staple. Mm-hmm. The They're cups- iconic. Yeah. And yeah. then there was like a
0: reading thing that I something about a reading challenge. Oh, yeah. Um, that I kind of remember very vaguely, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, they always had the summer reading programs where yes. you like read the books, you got like a personal pan pizza or a something. Personal
0: pan pizza, that was it. Look at you. Yeah, Singing shout out to them.
2: Pizza Hut. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is not an advertisement for pizza. Hut, You're not being so
2: sponsored like. by Pizza Hut in any way. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Stephanie?
1: Um, the one that popped to mind, I was young. I was probably like seven-ish. Um, but my dad made this like string, like scavenger hunt. So like every kid that came had like the start of a string and then he took everybody's string and like wound it through the basement and around <laughs> furniture and up and around tables. And like, as so you had to like follow your string and like it wove in between other people's strings. And so it was like this whole thing. And at the end you had like, this little goodie bag that had like snacks and treats and goodies in it. And so, like, it just stood out as one of my favorite because kids were like running all over the place and trying to chase their string. It was like so simple, but like so fun. fun. That it is sounds really like something cool.
2: I would do. <laughs>
1: I
0: was just going to say that, like, that I bet you, Chrissy is going to steal that idea. And the next kids' party, there's going to be strings everywhere.
2: <laughs> I do like to, yeah. I do like to plan scavenger hunts for people. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So, that's the one that uh-huh. stuck out for me.
0: I love that. All right. Well, should we, oh, b- real quick, before we dance it out to leave, should we plug what our next dish is about?
1: Ooh, I feel like mm. it's a good time to plug the next dish. Can Do you want to say it, Laura?
0: No, I'll let you say it. You want know me to say it? Well, um, first, our next dish is in two weeks. What date is that? <laughs> I'm like, let me Can you weary 16th. The 16th. So right after those Valentine's Day dances- and we've That's got right. a very very special guest who is our guest Stephanie.
1: Our guest is going to be our CEO Ed Park Ooh. will be joining us for the next devoted dish. So mark calendars now get ready that one's going to drop yeah. in a minute.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I know I'm a hard act to follow, so you hard know, act to follow. To him, but... Yeah, I don't know <laughs> I how. Do I okay. don't know
0: how he's gonna up the um, disco
2: ball, but we'll uh, <laughs>
0: we'll see if he can. Do it. If he knows he'll
2: try. <laughs> yeah, come <laughs> to reach All out right. to me. I have some ideas. <laughs> well, let's dance
0: it out. Thanks. All again, right, let Christy. me get my disco ball. Thanks, Christy. Thank you.
1: Cool.
0: Oh, man. All right.